You're listening to How Real Estate Works, your one-stop shop for all things real estate. Whether you're looking to learn about real estate investing, buying your first house, growing as a real estate agent, and all things financial freedom related, we got you covered with co-hosts Jesse Johnson and Matt Talent. Welcome to the How Real Estate Works podcast, episode 10. I'm Matt Town, and my co-host is Jesse Johnston. Um, I'm really excited today because we're having on Eric and Nikki from Flip This Together. Um, you can find them on Instagram. Um, at this time, they have been responsible for over $100 million in real estate transactions. They've done everything from building, flipping, wholesaling, and they currently hold 45 units. Um, they also have done multifamily and land deals as well. So, um, and now they're sharing their story with you. So I'm really excited to learn from them. Um, Eric and Nikki, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, so Eric, I, ha- I have to start here. So uh, Matt told me that you, uh, you played football in college and that you uh, may have tried out for the NFL. Is that true? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Where did you play football in college? So I played college football at Vanderbilt in Nashville. So played for, played in the SEC and uh, started for two and a half years uh, at the end of my career. So got to play against the best. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And uh, I'm just curious, like how much did you bench back then? (laughs) Uh, I think the most that they ever let me end up. So I, I had shoulder, shoulder surgery on both my shoulders. And so they kind of shut me down after 425. Okay. All right. So yeah. um, I'm not going to tease you the whole time about bench press, but I had to ask. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, and I'm not going to say that the shoulder surgeries are excuses either. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I'm not going to let you have that, but uh, I only ask, I, I played division two football in, in West in Pennsylvania. So I was just wondering what it took to be uh, to play in the sec. Cause that's, that is a big deal. And that I was a guy who definitely wanted to play in the sec. I, I'm not sure there's anyone who didn't want to play in the sec. So. Um, <clears throat> well, funny story is that I was, so I was six, I was six, seven, 340 pounds when I played. Yeah. Wow. Are you still six, seven? I, I I believe I am, but <laughs> <laughs> that's that's always a good question to ask a, an ex football player. Are you still as tall as you used to say you were? <laughs> right. <laughs> For the most part, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that's that's amazing. So um, so you ex football player to ex football player, and I'm sorry, Nikki, I I will not leave you out of this conversation. No, you're fine. And mm-hmm. actually, to continue in on that a little yeah. bit. So he did, um, he was going out for the pros and absolutely could have made it, was projected to go there. But then, sorry, Eric, if I'm telling more than you want, but then I got pregnant. So wow. we, she, she turns 10 in, a, in like three weeks. She has a countdown yeah. going on. So we ended up uh, getting married and he ended up not going to the NFL because we got married and started a family. Oh, wow. Well, that's commitment, Eric. Yes absolutely good man um I, I think i think there was a little bit more to do with I, I also didn't get an agent and there were some other things but correct. for the, but i also did not pursue a walk-on i didn't pursue like uh going to play overseas which i absolutely could have done at the time and so yeah. when i didn't get when i didn't get drafted i just kind of 
um, honestly let it fizz out. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, Matt wants me to talk about real estate, but I got one more question for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So six, seven, three forty. What was your 40, 40 yard dash time? Um, my, my combine, my combine was like five, two, five, one, five, I think when I was, when I was doing it. And then, but I, I came into college, I ran like a four, nine, nice. but I was much lighter. Yes. That would, so it's so funny. And I have, that's why I ask these questions. It's leading. So I can go back to the glory days. Um, I had, uh, yeah. So I, when I went to college, I was six, two, probably two forty five, And I ran like a four, nine forty. And I was wow. like, I was like the only guy that was the only guy on the offensive line who didn't have a belly that really hung way low. And, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, that's, that I'm just saying, take me back to the glory days. Um, but yeah, so thank you for sharing and Nikki, thank you for sharing that part of the story. So how does, uh, how does, uh, how, who, so Eric, you went into real estate first. Is that how, uh, how this all started? Yeah. So I actually started, um, I worked a couple of sales jobs. So when I came out of college, it was the bottom of 2009. And because I didn't play football, you know, I play, I, I had a Vanderbilt degree. I was expecting to get this, you know, $150,000 a year job handed to me, right? I played football in the SEC and I have a Vanderbilt degree. Like yeah. you should just bow down is, you know, <laughs> is the way it was supposed to go. And, um, you know, when we came out in the economy, it was just not that way. And I barely, I was barely even a blip on the radar during that time. And it was very, very hard to find a job. So I actually got into sales doing door-to-door -door marketing. So I, I knocked on about 70 doors a day selling Quill office supplies. And so that led to another job and another job. And then I got recruited to Ryan Homes, which is a national home builder in 2012 and so what what i did is i was a model home sales rep so i would sit in a model home and sell off blueprints for a national home builder and that's what really started my journey into real estate and i did that for about three years um and i really got a good insight costing and blueprints and house and how to sell a house and you know all that kind of different information so that's really where it started nice and thank you thanks for sharing that i i think uh, i mean that's a great start into the industry to work for a company like ryan homes that has you know has a good sales program and uh i mean all the information that you learned i'm sure you've uh, car carried that over to what you're doing now yeah, so it actually, it actually, so most people's first deal ever, you know, is normally a, a rehab or a wholesale or, you know, something like that. Mine was new construction. Nice. Okay, so Eric, you're working in, you're selling new model homes. And Nikki, I know from doing my research, um, you had a job that you loved in like city planning and the parks and recreation department um, that you left to be a stay-at-home mom. So kind of how did your goals change and how did real estate kind of help you to, uh, to pursue like being a stay at home mom and everything? Well, our third child, so we got married and immediately had a kid cause I was pretty pregnant when we got married. Um, and then we had another kid and then another kid. And the third one, I was like, we are paying so much in childcare. This is ridiculous. And he did not want me to leave at all. 
Um, but I did because he loved the insurance and uh, the stability that working for the government essentially offered. And he didn't have that in real estate, as y'all know. Sure. And so he, you know, he definitely wanted me to stay, but I, I was at my wits end. So I quit against his, uh, his better judgment. Um, but now looking back, it's absolutely the best thing we've ever done. But it made me realize, like, I don't need disability. You can handle it. And I think me not giving him a backup plan, like, there is no plan B now. There's no more money come in, coming in. Like, he had to thrive. And he always has done really well under pressure. And, and he did. So that had to change my mindset. And me believing in him, I guess, made him believe in himself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, Eric, you kind of had to burn the ships and... How did that uh, how did that go when you started like real estate agent full time? So in uh, in 2015, um, I had so I just made over a hundred grand for the second year in a row. And I wow. how old was I in 2015, Nick? Like 24, 25. Dang, yeah, 25 or so. And so you know, at the time, I was like, this is great. Like this is absolutely you know we're doing well. We don't have, have much debt at all. Like all we have. I think all we had was like the car our, or something. Know, our, our house. And yeah. like okay. Right. And I was like, this is great. Like I'm, I'm, you know, it's doing great. And so in December of 2015, I had an opportunity to go work for a real estate team. So I was, um, I was kind of recruited a little bit to, work on a team uh, in the area where we live just outside of Nashville, Murfreesboro. And they had offered to give me a new home construction community um, as part of that deal, right? So I would still be able to sell new construction and I would just be a regular agent as I called it. Um, and so we talked about it and, you know, we had some savings and so I jumped in. Uh, Nikki actually quit her job in, I believe, September and I quit mine in November of 2014. And wow. then um, in 2015, so that first year, I was learning, you know, general sales. And of course, everything that happens, happens differently than you expect it to. So I got in, I was a month in, the neighborhood wasn't built, the, the development wasn't happening. So none of that happened. I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? So I went to internet leads. So I started cold calling, uh, for business. I started, you know, doing open houses. I started doing everything I possibly can. And within 30 days, I had closed one deal. And within 60, I had closed four. And then that year, by the end of that year, I did 8 million my first year in real estate, as far as an wow. agent, which was, which ended up making us more money uh, together by myself than I did the previous year together. Wow. So, so you ended up growing that business. Uh, what was the, what was the top of your real estate sales business, uh, you know, annual production? Um, it was, I believe it was 19 million, 19 20 million, million was, wow. was, was wow. the, was the top. So, so you did all, go ahead. In like 2017, 2018, and then 20, that, yeah, it was, that was 2017 and 2018, you did your first deal, like investment deal. Correct. So, so you're selling $20 million a year in real estate and uh, how do you find time to, you know, for the rest of you have three kids at home, you know, how do you find time to be a dad and a husband? Honestly, at that time we were, it was not good. 
I'm at home with all these kids and he's like out networking and everything. And we struggled a lot, a whole lot. It wasn't until we got our business on the same page and I stepped into the business some that we were able to fill in all the parts that were necessary to be an, an operating family that liked each other. But I think we're there now. <laughs> that's, that's really that's really cool, Nikki. So, so uh, tell me how that goes. So, he's he's out networking, and uh, this you said twenty seventeen. He had a big you know big year in sales, and then twenty eighteen. He's you know you're saying he's out doing his first deal, but it really was the start of your business, right? Your combined business together. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So he found this deal with his networking. Um, and he jumped on it, of course, because that's what he does. He finds a deal and he, like today, he saw that deal and he was immediately in the car to go check it out. Um, and he jumped on it. And that's also a, not a downfall of ours, but sometimes we're like, oh, maybe we should have done that. We move so quick. That's also why we get the deals that nobody else does is because I say we, but he, Eric, moves so quick on the deals. And he also knows how to, he sees the potential in, in the deals and in people too, I believe. Um, but that's another side of them. Um, but he can really just see the, what is the best way to utilize a property. Um, so he was able to see that. And then, so he had the vision and then I came in, I kind of forced my way in because I wanted my marriage to work and I knew real estate was his language and I had to get into that language and it did. And we also went to some counseling, but uh, sorry, I'm like going off on a personal note. No, here. no, I mean, yeah. uh, no, this is, you're absolutely going down the right, the right trail here. So, so what, tell me something that you implemented. Um, cause here's the thing that will, anyone who listens to this can, will understand that if you are full-time in real estate, an investor, real estate agent, um, property manager, anything like that, it is, it can be consuming 24 seven, right? It, you can absolutely let it consume you if you want to. There's always another house. There's always another deal. There's always this. There really is. There's, I mean, they're not all good deals, but there's a lot of deals to look at. Tell me something that you implemented on the family side that you're like, like, this is cool. I'm so happy that we did this because now like we have, you know, we get family time. Tell me something you implemented. So, so for us, I think in 2020, so 2018, 2019 was full guns blazing, right? Like, I'm buying everything I possibly can. I'm doing all kinds of deals. I'm doing all kinds of deals, holding deals, buying flips, doing other areas, like all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, kind of like taking five darts and throwing it at the dartboard. Um, and at the first of 2020, we sat down and decided that, you know, we really need to start focusing in on what it is we do. Um, and that's where Flip This Together came from. So um, is that we're doing this together. We're flipping, building, um, and our really our mantra is leaving things better than we found them. You know, people, places, everything. We leave things better than we found them. That's, and uh, so that's fantastic. As Corona hit, um, we actually had quite a few properties. We had about, I think we had 19, 18, 19 that we owned. And when Corona hit, we're like, okay, um, you know, we got to refocus. So when that happened, it actually expanded our business and focused us down even further because what I did is I unloaded 12 of them immediately. It let us know, you know, in emergencies or, you know, dire situations, which we were not in a dire situation, but we, the, it was highlighted. This could go really bad, really fast. So it helped us 
clean up the areas in our business that we didn't know were dirty. Not, mm -hmm. you know, it just, it really and highlighted. Then, correct. And then in doing that, that also made us spend more time together, you know, to the point where we were completely 24 seven together. We were together a lot beforehand, but. Yeah. But during Corona that put us even more. And so what we decided after, at the end of that was, and, and honestly, this has come the last three or four months is that we want to live life, right? We don't want to have a business life and a family life. We just want to live life. And so we've implemented, you know, Nikki is now doing homeschool. We are, we have set times of the day that we're doing our business and we're doing home stuff. Um, we, we have decided that we want to make everything about, you know, our family, bring our family into it. I had our family, I went and gutted a house and I made everybody come to me, you know? And so they complained, but they didn't. Of course. So yeah. I, think, I think the number one thing that I would go back to and circle back around to that question is that to make sure that you're spending home and, you know, you're, you're not getting outside the bounds. I think the number one thing that we did is we brought everything together. You know, and just decided that I don't need a work life and a home life. I just need life, you know, and make yeah. sure that everything runs smoothly together. And oh, that's I, been a huge change. I love that concept. That could actually be the, uh, you know, the thing that we have them repeat is they want, you know, it's about living a life. It's not about having your success as a part of life, you know, and right. uh, your business is a part of life. And your kids, I mean, they learn so much from your success. Um, so the one thing that I learned from what you just said, or just kind of brought something up to me is, you know, I keep hearing like, you're not going to do business the same post coronavirus, right? Okay. And, and you're, you've just basically said, I'm not going to do business the same. It showed me that life is, you know, is short and, you know, we're not going to do things the same. So that's really, uh, it's really fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, and guys, I love your story because kind of like you said, you were guns blazing for like a couple of years and it was kind of like, oh, I made, I did 8 million sales then I went to 20 million. And but as a real estate agent, you can keep pushing every year like, oh, I want to do 50 million, a hundred million, but what's like the point. And it seems like now you're focusing on your values and happiness. Um, and I know that now you're giving back as well, um, in 2020. So sounds like you're you're taking care of the family now and kind of how are you giving back as uh, investors and everything in your community? So I think what we want to do is we want to help people avoid the, you know, the hard years of our marriage and avoid, mm -hmm. you know, me not having a part in it. When if we could give someone advice or a pointer or tell them, Hey, don't use this framework because this framework sucks. Like we want to be able to help anyone. If that's through Instagram, if that's through a course that we offer, which we do have a flipping course, um, we just want to help people. And also, you know, if it's, we have an apartment unit and we have, you know, God has blessed us and we have a room or a house, you know, available in that unit that we could donate to someone, which he's done multiple times before. Um, awesome. So just giving back. We have found too that like, if you're generous, the world is generous back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I would say, I would say for myself individually and, and, you know, we're going into this together is that, my biggest thing that has ate at me the last like even couple of months is the fact that like I want to help people that are out there grinding, 
that are out there hustling themselves and just haven't gotten that next step up. Whether it's, you know, somebody that's got the job and just needs a place to live, whether it's somebody that's, you know, killing it in, 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 you know, marketing and just doesn't know how to close that first deal, you know, regardless of what it is, you know, and, and, and I've, I've started to see that come to fruition as we are hiring more people and being able to even help the employee that we have, you know, do their first deal, do their second deal, do their first buy and hold, because that, that, that to me is the number one thing that I have started to enjoy is the fact of being able to take people and go, because I just, I don't have any fear of doing deals, right? Like if I lose money, I lose money. I don't, it, 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 it's going to come back. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that same thing. So I kind of try and push them in the fact of do the deal. You're going to be fine, right? Go for the job. You're going to be great, right? Go for yeah. the house. You're going to get it. A lot of people's fear holds them back. And I think that's what we've been trying to help people with is pushing them past that, that place in their life that they just you know, can't seem to get past. I love that. Um, I talk to a lot of people who like, they kind of see what we're doing and everything. And they're like, Oh, I want to get it started in real estate investing. Like, how do I start? And we have that initial conversation, but then they never take the action. So how do you like when you're interacting with these people, how are you getting them to actually go out and take action after that initial conversation that you have? Offer to do the deal with them. Okay. You know, because, because when you, I've done multiple deals with multiple different people. I've partnered a, a dozen times and I know what I like and what I don't, but at the same time, sometimes it takes somebody behind you, you know, literally pushing you forward. Or believing right. in you. Like or I, believing in you. Right. I believe yeah. you could support us, so I quit my job, and you did. And when you have that just little bit extra, and then once they do their first one, then they have the confidence to do the second and third. You know, you, and you, a you, lot of people are scared about the money, right? Right. Hey, I don't have any money. You know, we didn't have any money when we first started doing real estate investing. You know, I'm I've made a lot, but I spend a lot too, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's so funny too. Like we look at our over, like when he was just a real estate agent. Now I'm the agent. He does not have his license anymore, but we had no overhead at all. And now we look at our overhead and we're like, oh, yeah. this is so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> we right? make so much more money, but oh. Kids, uh, kids are expensive. Just saying. Yes. Kids are, yeah. And just like, you know, flipping a house is expensive oh, too. Because now you have to pay for the subs. You have to pay for the appliances. Yes. And yeah, I, I think circling back to what you, what you were saying, Matt, is just we, I, I feel really good helping somebody first fall off the cliff. And when they fall off the cliff, they know that at the bottom is going to be something phenomenal. It's going to catch them. They're not going to have to worry about getting hurt. And that's what we are trying to provide for everybody that does a deal. And also walk them through our pitfalls, you know. Mm -hmm. So what's the number one way to overcome fear? You do it. What's the second best way to overcome fear? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think the second best way is to, is to partner with somebody who's done. So mm -hmm. confidence. Confidence. Mm -hmm. confidence, yeah. confidence or blind faith are two ways to overcome fear, right? <laughs> so to intentionally put yourself in a hard position. Like, mm -hmm. I, I love David Doggins. You know, that's part oh, of his yeah. thing. Oh, I, yeah. 
love to run and like marathons, I know they suck. I know they're hard. I know this is not going to be an enjoyable process, but I know if I do it at the end, I'm going to be so much better for it. I mean, David Goggins should come on our podcast now. Just absolutely. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm hitting on the word confidence uh, because I really think, you know, confidence comes from, you know, you build confidence or, or you have confidence in someone else, which is what is happening when you're pushing your employees out of the nest. Um, they have confidence in you that they they have a parachute. Um, so confidence comes with, you know, app, with experience. Experience is either success or failure, right? And, you know, obviously if you have more successes, you're going to be more confident. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of like that feedback loop where like the more successes you have, the more experience you get, the more confident you're going to be. Uh, so it's really the number one way to overcome fear is to get pushed out of the, out of the nest or have somebody right there with you jumping with you, which is, uh, right. I'm, yeah, that's awesome. And I will, I will throw a little shout out to the how group. That is something that they absolutely do for the, for us and, and, uh, and the people that work for them, they're absolutely invested in helping their employees find financial freedom. And it's, uh, it's exactly the same way. They will jump with you or find a way to push you out of the nest comfortably. Right. <laughs> Comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love like hearing your story and that you guys have done everything like wholesaling, flipping, rentals, multifamily. Um, I think a lot of times when people do everything, they kind of go all over the place and then they find one lane that they're good at. Have you guys like found that one lane and now that you're sticking to that? I think I think we have two. Okay. I think we have two. I think um our, I think our number one lane is building and flipping together. So I'm, I'm, and, and the reason I say that is because building, we hire a builder and we let them take the process, right? So my time in that build is very little. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we flip and I have recently hired a full-time project manager. Um, Nikki does all the design work. And then because of that, that keeps more of our time, right? So those, those are what I call our active income, right? That's, that's what pays the bills. That's what, you know, we spend our day to day in is, you know, looking for new builds and then looking for new rehabs and then executing those. So that's number one. Um, number two is passive. And um, I've, I've bought single family homes and rented them. I've bought um, duplexes. I've bought triplexes. I bought quads. Uh, I own a 16 unit and a 21 unit. Uh, I'm currently under contract for another 100 units in multiple ones. Um, and then I'm currently under contract with a uh, mobile home park um, nice. as well. And so from that is the passive side. And that's where I think long term, the passive side is going to create the opportunity for us for generational wealth. And that's, that's the goal for, for us as a whole is to create our children's children. Uh, you know, income that if they want uh, to have that they can. And I think those are our two lanes. And I've, I've tried all kinds of different things, all kinds of different things. And I've found that I enjoy leaving things better than I found them for other people. And that is exceptionally done through multifamily because I can provide a very good house at a very good price. And that's done for rehab and new construction for those assets. So. Yeah. So you're doing a couple different things, but you're really playing the same role in all of them. You're connecting the money to the project manager or you're, you're getting the building site. And I'm sure in these multifamily deals, like you're probably 
finding the deals and the money and being the syndicator. So you're really a connector and um, that's a lot of kind or, of investing instead of. Or I've connected with somebody who is the connector, right? Yeah. Like I got, I got put in a multifamily deal um, because I know how to run a rehab exceptionally well and I run a manager very well. Um, and so they, they knew that and they brought me into that deal and we've executed very well. Nice. Awesome. Are you, how is that going to transition into kind of like the mobile home park thing? Um, it's pretty similar so, to. So I had, an, I had an opportunity that I couldn't turn down on yeah. the mobile home side. I think we're going to be in the deal for like 10 grand and wow. it cash flows a thousand a month after all expenses and debt. And I'm That's like, insane. I just, I can't turn that down. So, but I think it still goes back to what we're, focusing in on and um brandon turn with uh bigger pockets had a podcast that he did that i listened to and he talked about a book called vivid vision and yeah. if if you guys had never read vivid vision uh, vivid vision is just a way of narrowing down what you're doing into a very very vivid uh explanation of what you you know yeah, that's, that's of, a great book yeah and so it's changed literally in the last month. It has changed my perspective on our business and what we're doing. And so we're creating active income, doing it very well. We're taking that active income and we're putting it into passive multifamily investments. And yeah, I think uh, so. Cameron Harold's uh, Vivid Vision is the book. Uh, I actually just wrote my 2023 Vivid Vision for my personal oh, life. Cool. Um, so I, I actually, a lot of people, anyone who's an employee who started with us in the last few years since 2017, because I wrote my first Vivid Vision in 2017, um, they've all had to write Vivid Visions. They don't have to share them with me, but they get, you know, the, for their own self and, they, and we've, we've done them for, for, our, for our real estate business. Um, what I love about it, and I hope you guys get to see this too, is some of the stuff that you write down that you forget about. And then you read your vivid vision later and you're like, Oh crap, that showed up too. I didn't even think about that. So, right. Um, I, I mean, yes. that's, that's a great book. Um, so I'm interested. Um, tell me about the first deal. Tell me about the first deal you ever did. And I, I'm, yeah, I want to know, I want to, I want to go back in time now. So the first investment deal I ever did. So I have, I have really two firsts. So the first investment deal I ever did was actually a new construction. It was mid, mid 2017. And I had a, had a deal as an agent and was finding people deals. And I, I put a deal under contract um, for a investor. And then I was just gonna direct assign it to that investor for no fee because I was gonna be the agent on the back end listings. But I knew if I didn't go ahead and get that contract, that that deal was going to go away. So I got the contract and I assigned it to the new investor. Two days before closing, the new investor backed out. Um, and they, they said, you know, they came up with some excuse, um, you know, which is one thing that I took from real estate investing is if I say I'm going to do a deal, I do it. To my detriment, I will do it. And that is, that is something because that was my first deal and that was my first experience, right? So I called my buddy who had been in 
tons of different investments and just wanted to get in real estate. And I said, Hey man, I got, I got, I got something. I got something. It's a phenomenal deal. You got to do the deal. Um, you know, and he goes, you know what? I'll do it. So two days before closing, I took, I gave it to my, one of my, my best friend today. Um, and he took the deal back and it was a two build lot in Nashville. So it was a one lot that you could build two houses. And here in Nashville, it's called HPR. And so we took took that deal down, and he took it down by himself. And I wasn't going to be in the deal. And what did you end up building there? So we ended up building two single-family homes on that one lot. So it was supposed to be something where we could go in and build four and all that, and we just didn't want to take the property. So we got in there, and and I I called him and I said, hey man would you have interest in allowing me to help you with the deal, you know, for, and, and he's like, look, let's do it this way. And he gave me my first opportunity to be an investor. And I didn't, I didn't have very much money at the time. Uh, I think I was into the deal for about five or 10 grand. I did sign on the debt because I was bankable because of how much we made in the real estate side, right? Which was a big deal. Um, and so we, we started new construction. So we set our budget, we got everything, we hired a builder. So midway through the build, uh, our builder went bankrupt. Oh my God. And so we, we ended up, uh, basically I ended up with Mike, uh, my buddy finishing the deal out together. And by the end we were yelling and screaming, <laughs> you know, just get it done. We're getting like letters from like attorneys and people are putting liens on our personal properties because the GC didn't pay any of the yeah. subs. And we have no up. idea. So, so we did, we, we, we paid everybody. We had a construction loan. We did what we needed to do. Um, and you know, <laughs> Mike is my buddy. Mike and I had drag out fights. I mean, just, you know, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. And then, you know, by the end of the deal, I think we ended up making a thousand bucks, a thousand bucks a house. That was going to be but, my question. Did you make money? <laughs> and the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a win. That's a win. And we learned a lot. We yeah. learned a lot. We learned a lot, a lot. And you learned, you learned a lot about your personal relationship with your friend, Mike, too. <laughs> yeah. Who, like I said, he, he is still, he's my number one investor still. That's, that's fantastic. Awesome. And they like each other again. So it's good. Yeah. Well, that's what counts, right? And yeah. uh, kind of getting back to 2020, like it sounds like you realigned a lot. What was the biggest thing that accelerated your career or your personal life? Like coaching, books, networking? COVID. Yeah. In general. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not lying. Like having what happened the last six months, uh, not only saved our business, but I think it's going to make us triple our business in the next two years. So Eric, That's are awesome. you saying 2020 has been a good year? It's been a phenomenal year. Yeah, I agree. I'm having a wonderful year. Yeah. I, I love 2020. It's, it's been really challenging. challenges, but it, yeah, I, I but see I it. Think, I think the challenges themselves has been what it's created in, in us is, is that vivid vision because without the, the negative negative things that have been going on in the world, not, not with us, we wouldn't have focused down. Like had I not sold those 12 properties and gotten down to eight or nine, I wouldn't have had the time to go 
do some of the podcasts that I've done, do some of the, the reading that I've done, you know, really focusing on the vivid vision of the company. And like in the last two weeks, we've hired two people. We plan on hiring two more by, within the next two more weeks, right? So that would have never happened ever because of how quickly I moved without slowing down this year because of COVID. We should have you back on in the year and talk about how you're uh, leveraging your business now. Because that, yeah. that's a, yeah. that, there, it, uh, we talked to Gino Wickman and he was talking about leverage too. I, I could have both you guys on and we could chat about leverage because I, Matt knows I leverage anything that's possible, including childcare. Um, <laughs> so uh, don't let anyone else hear that. Um, so, so Nikki, you're a realtor now, right? I am. Yep. So, so kind of going back to focusing in, yeah. he did not enjoy real estate or like <laughs> that side of real estate, like, you know, mm -hmm. selling and buyers and all that. So I was like, well, why are you doing it then? Let me, I am more the people person out of us. So mm -hmm. it just kind of made sense. So yep, yeah, I, I list all of our stuff now and raise these kids. Do you, uh, do you work, yeah. do you work uh, with buyers too? Or are you basically just selling your own inventory? Mainly we create our own inventory. If like we have a friend or someone who does want to buy a house, we won't turn them down by any means, but no, and we've, that makes and we've had a couple of, we've had a couple of friends recently since honestly, since Instagram, we've you know, increased our Instagram following. We've had a couple of friends that caught, have reached out to us about wanting to do their first investment. We've been, yes. that's fantastic. So, um, so Nikki, so uh, are you doing open houses yet? Yes. I love open houses because yeah. that's what he got so good at real estate because he was always in a model house, which is essentially an open house all the time. Right. So people are afraid of them, but I one like to meet people and yeah. in this time it gets you out of the house. And you mm -hmm. go, like, in this time. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> go mingle with people. So I've enjoyed yeah. it, but yeah, open houses. So you're doing sure. open houses. Um, are you staging all of your homes that you're selling? Yes. Huh. Yes, but I do hope to uh, ship that one out a little bit. So you're personally staging them? Correct. Like oh, last nice. week, he had to take, because we're homeschooling, he had to take care of the kids. They went everywhere with him that day because I had to go rent the U-Haul and go out there. So it's, I'm just finding that it's not necessarily worth my time when I could pay a stager the money to go out there and do it. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to figure out what we do keep in our roles and what we don't keep. And you're speaking my language here, leverage. Yeah. Like, so I you think know, if you're cutting the lawn, you ain't making $125, $150 an Correct. hour, $300 an hour cutting the lawn, right? So and I know this, I know this is going to sound crazy, but my rental property, because I had hired a property manager. So we did something at the first of this year uh, with our business coach and she had us put together what are you making per hour in each individual aspect of your business, right? And That's I was awesome. making almost 6,000 an hour in my rental properties because Jeez. I wasn't involved. Yeah. At all, right? That's music to my ears. And so we See, were Matt, making... You, you don't have to do it. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. And so, but we were making like 25 bucks an hour in some of our rehabs, right? Because mm -hmm. we were so involved. Yeah. And, and so that, that was part of the 2020 uh, vision that has come down of us getting out of our business. So we can work on Do you want to shout out your business coach? Yes. Her name is Brittany Turner. Brittany Turner. 
Yes, of nice. aerial development. She is. Yeah. Awesome. And also, she's like, I no joke, she saved our marriage through some wow. of our arguments. Ooh, I was like, I'm calling Brittany. And we call <laughs> yeah. Brittany. Like, Call Brittany. <laughs> right. Well, everybody needs a Brittany. Everybody. Get, get everybody. everybody. And, I, and I think I think even, you know, getting to the point where you understand, you know, we're doing a we're we're gonna be doing something this this week and this month where we're going to write down everything we're doing and continue to pull out, you know, who else do we need to hire? What else do we need to get rid of? And one of those things for her was the state, you know, we were paying, she was taking probably five or six hours out of the day and we could have paid somebody 1800 bucks to go stay in that house, you know? And so it just, it just doesn't make sense. And it's the things like that that we want to continue to, to weed out versus not, you know, in our, in our world, we call it delegate and elevate. And um, it's all about, uh, yeah, what what am I good at and what am I great at and I I like and what, you know, and again, what makes me the most money and brings me the most joy. I want to do that. I want to do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, so who's your, who's your coach again? We'll give her one more shout out because she seemed to do good work. Brittany Turner at Aerial Development. So she is one of probably the, I would say she's probably one of the top five uh, developers and builders in Nashville um, as a whole. And she has just, I mean, honestly, she's changed the course of our lives, to be honest. Oh. So. She's, she's a good person in general, which always helps. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, you guys have done so much. And it's so cool to learn about um, kind of like how those little things like reading, stepping back, getting coaching changed your life. Um, and you know, and, yeah. to add in real quick, just listening to Eric kind of go through it all. I think something that's also helped us is looking back a year ago, I, if you asked me then, I would have been like, oh, we have it all together. We, we're good. But yeah. we were always continuing to grow and learn. And like now, you know, so much more than we knew a year ago. And I can't wait to see where we are next year this time. So I feel like we're always learning and growing. And so never stop learning because it really does. Yeah. like hearing our story. I'm like, wow, we've come a long way. Yeah, right. And when you were either starting out or just somewhere in your career, what was your biggest limiting belief for both of you? And how did you overcome that? Uh, I think one of my biggest things is that I put a lot of deals under contract and I didn't know how I was going to do it. Right. Like out the money. Right. It it was the money. How was I going to find the money? I've got $5 to my name and I just put a, put a half a million dollar house in there. What, how am I, how am I going to do the deal? Right. And every single time, as long as the deal works, there's somebody that'll do it. And there's somebody that'll fund it. There's somebody, you know, I learned about hard money, private money, gap funding, uh, syndication. You know, I have, I have, become a master of putting deals together subject to and i think to interrupt you real quick because it's important to add there we also would have a big huge payday but then we'd immediately go spend all that money on the next project never paid ourselves and so that also has really been huge paying ourselves first then buying all the deals figuring it out right and that's where we brought in a lot of uh, you know we've raised a lot more passive uh, you know, investors lately um, from that, from that one thing of, you know, we were able to give 
you know, a great return and it helps us, right? And so yeah. in figuring that out, um, so I think that was one of the biggest limiting beliefs for me is that, mm -hmm. oh, I'm doing so many deals now, you know, how am I ever going to grow and do more profitably, right? Yeah. Not just do more, but do more profitably. And doing that was finding better money, cheaper money, better partners, paying ourselves better, right? It all revolved around the deal and how to structure the deal better each time. Yeah. Okay. And then, Nikki, what was your biggest, like, the limiting belief in your career or starting out? That, huh, that's a good one. Well, really, I grew up in a very W two type of family sure. and I, just being your own boss like that was so weird to me like you can do that that's mm -hmm. that's for other people but like yeah. no you totally could run your own business and homeschool your kids and like you can literally do anything you set your mind to and that i felt like you always had to do what everyone expected you to do and that is not true at all in one of my best friend's words jeremy newsome uh, money grows on trees it grows on trees everywhere you just yeah yeah i love it yeah if you just show up you're going to be the one getting the money right show up yeah that's great uh so this is everyone's favorite part of the show where we stop asking you questions and you get to ask matt and i one question uh matt always Same gets question. to go first because i do not want to influence his answer at all with my wisdom <laughs> so it's wisdom and knowledge of yeah years. experience yeah. Experience. Yeah. So I will ask you this. How, how long have each of you guys been investing? So I got into it back in, I'd say like 2017, like my last year of college, I started learning about it. Um, I guess like 2016, I started just reading books and everything like that. And then 2018, I bought my first deal, um, rented it out to a couple of my college buddies and lived there. And then ended up buying awesome. my second. Love it. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. I think it's the best way to get into it. And then, um, like ten months later, uh, me and my girlfriend bought a house together, and now we're fixing that one up and hopefully looking to do our third deal. Um, so yeah, it just and I became an agent back in I guess twenty nineteen and quit my W two job. So that was like the biggest thing for me was getting out of corporate America and working in something I'm passionate about was a huge like change for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt's, I, if you, if you listen to this show, this is for the listeners, they know that Matt's doing it right and I did it wrong. So uh, we're just going to start there, but I, I own, I own uh, a piece of several syndications that had the how group has put out. And I would say that my real estate investing started in 2016 as well. Um, I, uh, but I, I started in real estate at the end of the 20th century, which I love to say on the show as much <laughs> as I possibly could say that. So um, yeah, so, so what's interesting is I'm sitting here as the old head learning from all you young people how to like jump out of the nest and uh, you know, don't be scared and money grows on trees and all, all of these wonderful things. And I'm like, ah, yeah, it does. Um, so. I, uh, I'm really grateful to hear everything that we learned from you guys today. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if people want to get in touch with you to, to learn about doing a deal with you or uh, how you can throw them out of a nest or coach them, you know, whatever you call that. And uh, how could somebody get in touch with you? I think the number one way for us is Instagram. So at flip this together uh, is our Instagram tag. We respond 
to everybody that DMs us. We have, we have, we do it daily. Um, so I think that is the number one way to reach out to us. And, you know, I've given plenty of people my cell phone on Instagram, my email address. So Instagram is definitely the number one way to reach out. to us. Cool. Well, Nikki, thank you for being on. And yes, uh, thanks for Eric, us. thank you for being on. You guys did fantastic. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, guys. We, we learned a lot it. and uh, hopefully we stay in touch. Maybe we can do a deal together. Absolutely. Yeah, let's yeah. do would it. You, I mean, I would be fun to throw out of a, out of a, out of a nest, wouldn't it be fun <laughs> to just pick me up? I know we you can. We got to throw Jesse out of the nest. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going so, to buy two multifamilies in the next two years, just so you know. That's, that's just two? At least two. Sorry. At least. I like syndications, though. I really do. I like not plunging a toilet ever. Um, so. There's something to be said for that. I, what you got I, think, for. I, think that's, I think that's phenomenal. I like plunging the toilet because then I can make sure it's done. <laughs> and that's what I got to get out of. That's what I got to get out of that mindset. It's because I'm, yeah. I'm the one I'm like, I'll do it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I'm all the way where it's not so terribly productive and you're all the way over here where it's not terribly productive. We got to get right. to the middle. Got to get to the middle, <laughs> Eric. Uh, like no, it. this has been great. I, we really appreciate you. And, and definitely anyone who listens to this will get a gain a lot from it. And uh, we will be friends on Instagram for life. So, so I think one question I would have for you guys is how yeah. can we help you guys? What is something that we can do to help you guys? I mean, I, that's, that is our, that is our biggest mission in what we're doing in investing is, is how can we help y'all? Is there anything that you guys need or, or, or want? Um, that I'll we let Matt do? go first. So that's a, that's I, a good question. I guess for me, I'm eventually like going to transition into either like multifamily or doing bar deals. Um, Cause I can't keep moving every two years. So I'm definitely going to hit you guys up for advice on how to like transition into that. That's, Very nice. that's phenomenal. I've did all kinds. So yeah. I'd love to help you do that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So uh, I'll take an easier approach. If you have, if you have uh, syndication deals, I think that would be great to send them. We have uh, invest a lot of investors through the How Group. Um, and that's one way that you could help us in general. Uh, for me, um, when I find a deal, I'm going to send it your way so you can throw me out of the nest. And I might ask so. Let's do it. And then when when I buy it, I want you to fly up here and I want you to put me on your shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Can we video the jump off my shoulders? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm 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 almost to my freshman year weight again. Uh, so congratulations I mean, yeah <laughs> I am not I am not my freshman year way <laughs> yeah, so I'm just saying it might it might be okay I'm pretty sure you could hold me that's what I'm saying if I was, a few years ago it would have been like two guys rolling on the ground that's not no one wants that <laughs> so keep yeah, doing what definitely. you're doing uh, the focus on on having a great family and business life is amazing I'm, I'm super happy for you guys oh thank you great to meet nice you guys. to meet you all yeah nice meeting you too all right I'll see ya Have a great day. Bye. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can join us weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Please subscribe and leave a rating or review. It really helps us out. You can find out more about me at callphillyhome.com, callphillyhome at Instagram, or email me at matt.talent at compass.com. And you can find out more about my co-host, Jesse Johnson, at howrealestate.com jesse johnson on instagram and email him at jesse.johnson at compass.com